What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, man, y'all done did it again. Tune in to another episode of All Truth No Chaser. I am your host, Larry S. White II, and I sure am glad to have you. Listen, man, y'all may not know who Jerry Flores is, but I can absolutely guarantee you by the time you finish hearing his story and his accomplishments, the things he has done, Oh, you gonna wanna know. You gonna wanna know who Jerry Flores is. So let's not waste no time. Let's just go ahead, man, and get into it. So, Jerry, man, before we get into um the the dream light, uh-huh. what was you doing before? You became this entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on how far back you want to go, right? So um, I've always had like the entrepreneur spirit. Um, even when school was around, I would sell candy and sell pencils and, you know, the variety of little items, erasers and things like that. You was a dude with, with like, yo, I got the Snicker Bars two for a quarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely that guy, for sure. But like, oh, you can't have candy, you can have candy here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I would always do that. Um, ever since I was little, I used to cut people's grass. I used to, you know, take out trash, like anything that anybody would be willing to pay me for. Yeah, yep. yeah. So you go through high school, you go to college. Uh, so I, I go through, um, that stuff was like elementary, intermediate. And then in high school, I started doing a little bit more like, uh, you know, selling anything from, man, from knives, like cuckoo knives to electricity <laughs> to man like you name it I, i've sold it like, I, I think i think that's kind of like the teenager prerequisite yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah they promise you all this different stuff and i think all i got was uh, a bunch of free knives yeah so I, yeah i never really got a paycheck so uh but i was always like um i mean one of the top sellers i always got all the free gifts i always got you know extra you know whatever but i realistically looking back i never really got paid like i made a lot of money for the company mm-hmm. but I mean, it didn't trickle down. Nah, nah. So, and they, they do it that way. So that way, by the time you get the, to the point where you actually can get paid, you've already paid for yourself like three times over. So, right. so, um, they, they, they factor in the, the young kids and give them hopes and dreams. Uh, let them go out and sell their family, mm. immediate family. Mm. And then when they realize, you mean, I got to go door to door. You mean, I got to make phone calls. You mean, I got to do this. Uh, they tend to get discouraged. But by that time, they've already sold them. It's a wrap. Yeah. 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 So you, when you graduated, uh, what college did you go to? So I didn't go to college, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Uh, so I graduated, and then I went to uh, St. Jack for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I realized is school wasn't for me, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's not, I mean, it's definitely good for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, anytime I was in a desk or in a cubicle or something, I was always dying. Yeah, right. I, I, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand that. You know, so how did, how did you end up in oil and gas? Like, how did that happen? Uh, man, that's so crazy you say that. Um, so actually, you know what? Sorry, now nah, let me go back. So after high school, uh, I did help desk, um, and I would answer phone calls, customer service, but it was IT related. Uh, but then I went to a school. I did go to school, but it was a trade school. Mm-hmm. So one year trade school or 10 months. One year trade school uh, to learn network technology. Mm. So back then, network technology, MCSE, ACP, all of, all those different acronyms, 
they were something right now they don't really i mean yes they do matter but they're not as they got the same way yeah yeah you don't have to it's, before people would that would be the title to their resume right? mm -hmm. and now people like they kind of you kind of require to have that so it's right like, right it's like a driver's license now. <laughs> um but i wait for that and then in that process i got hired on to do um technical support uh for dsl routers uh selling internet so when the internet would go down they call us and then from there, um, we a friend of mine had an opportunity to work in uh, Texas City, uh, which used to be BP, uh, and it was just a rollout program. So basically, you got hired to go. Uh, I'm gonna age myself right now, but go, <laughs> go from like XP to to ME, you know, the yeah. Windows. So yeah. we just basically, you know, just had to convert all the laptops and all the, I mean, well, all the computers. There, there wasn't that many. So you were on it. You were on the technical side yes. of oil and gas. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Yeah. So I was there, um, and then I did the. It was supposed to be just a three month program. I went. I, I got hired on through a headhunter or through uh, basically a, a recruiter. Yeah. And, and I got hired on there. It was only going to be three months, but what changed is that I was always yes, right? Can can you stay late? Yes. Can mm -hmm. you come in early? Yes. Can you do three more computers? Yes. Right. And they saw that. So they were like, you know what? I like the way you work. So I want to go ahead and um, ex extend it. Mm -hmm. So from three months, it turned to six months, turned to a year mm -hmm. and turned to two years. And then they were like, hey, we have an opportunity to join the desktop support team. Uh, and we love the way you work. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, great. So I basically got hired. I had still had to apply, but it was pretty much already in the bag. Yeah. So then from there, I did desktop support. And I did that for, man, well, I was in oil gas for 14 years. So at least the first two years was technical support. And then desktop support was like another five to six years. And then I did. And you were married during this time? Uh, we were dating. Dating? We were dating. Yeah. Yeah, we were dating. Um, actually, no, hold on. I didn't think about it. So we're 16. Yeah. So we would have, we would have mm -hmm. just been married because yeah. we're 16 years. So um, wait, wait, pause. Y'all 16 years married. Uh, Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. My man. Yeah. 20, Yo. 20, 20, what are we, 21 together. 16 married. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm trying to get to that place. Like I want to be in that place to where. You know, my wife and I, we, we're, we're knocking at 10 years. Okay, yeah. You know, and, but, um, this is not, this episode is not about this, right? Correct, correct. But this is what I'm realizing, right? And you've been there and yep. you're probably already going into another transition with you. Yep. But like I was telling my wife and she said something to me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, how are you doing? Yeah. Like that just, I don't know. And I don't have the time to be asking myself how I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't want to try to figure out what I got to say to you. Yep. <laughs> so you're not worried about me. And um, I kind of like threw up on her feet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. what's she asking? <laughs> no, 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 no. And I don't like this and I don't like that. And this is bothering me. And, and, mm -hmm. and my poor wife, bro, she's just staring at me like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was asking what's for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. And so... um. You guys are married. Kids, yeah? Uh one. Okay, so you got a kid. Yeah. Job's doing good. Money's well. Yep. Yep. All right. Here's here's the thing. Women need 
um, security. They want to feel safe. And mm-hmm. most of the time they do that in money. Yep. Bro, you decide to leave guaranteed money. <laughs> yeah. You decide to leave uh, medical insurance, mm-hmm. dental. Yep. You got a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, hey, uh, I want to start a production company. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of went like that, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, it wasn't uh, so, like you said, um, my wife, she, well, all women pretty much want to have some type of security. Um, but I've always been a hustler since slash entrepreneur from the jump. So even working oil and gas and all that. So she knew you in that light already. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. She's known all that from the very beginning. Um, and it, from doing the oil and gas, it was like I had to, right? Because I wanted to ensure that we had enough money. I wanted to make sure that uh, we had insurance and 401k and medical and dental. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the same time, I was always still doing my stuff on the side. So I was still shooting, you know, some photos, some weddings, some quinceaneras here and there. Mm-hmm. So I would be called, I was what people would call a weekend warrior, right? So I'd work nine to five. And on the weekends, I was shooting something, right? Commercials. Or- ah, so so this is what I heard. I heard you kept your day job and you continued to do your day job while also pursuing something that you got interested in. Yes, 100%. Okay. So there's no tension yet. No. There's no, <laughs> no. tension yet. No, it's all so, fine and dandy. It's two, it's two paychecks. So it's like, oh, oh, this is great, baby. Yeah. You know, yeah. wife's happy. Kids is eating. Everything, everything is love, yep. right? Yep. Uh, when, when, when did you get to the point to where you're like, "Yo, this oil and gas is killing me"? Because I remember when, um, I left education. I got out of the military. I mm-hmm. go into education. Yep. Now, when I met my wife, I was already in entertainment, but my career is still like building, mm-hmm. right? And so. She already knew what my ambitions were. And I think I needed to have employment so that she would know I ain't got no problem working. Yeah. You know, I worked at a, this chemical plant place, did that. And I ain't got no problem working. I hate it. Hated my life getting up in education. I don't like kids, but I'm doing <laughs> this. And it yeah. got to a point to where for myself, I was like, hey, babe, um, it's time for me to walk away. And I'm going to fully commit myself to my craft. What did you have a conversation like that? Uh, so it's funny you say that. Um, look, I'll, I'll back up and give you a quick overview. Okay. So essentially, um, everything was work ethic, right? So and I and since I was always selling something, candy, whatever, it was always customer service, right? Which is why when I moved into the IT world, I was excelling because I, not only was I providing the solution for their problem, but I was also giving them customer service same time yeah instead of forcing them to feel like oh man like you're bothering me i'm mm-hmm. fixing your problem but you're bothering me i'd always make sure everybody was happy so with that it was um i went to desktop support right and then what was happening the reason i brought that up is because what was happening is that there was a group of civil structure designers that were having issues right and they would have issues and the process was if you have an issue you, you call it in the ticket then gets submitted to the uh, help desk. Help desk mm-hmm. then filters it down to the desktop support. So usually by the time I got the ticket, 
you're three days in, so you're pissed off, right? Definitely. And you're like, man, I'm trying to get this done. It's on the blah, blah, blah. So what I would do is I'd say, hey, guys, here's my number directly. Call me. I'll fix it. Put the ticket in. So when it comes in, I'll close it. That way you, we have both have record, but you're up and working. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for a while. And then eventually the guy calls me, the, the manager, and he's like, hey, man, uh, I love the way you work. I love what you do um, and how, how you know, gung-ho you are, right? He said, you ever thought about changing position? And I said, um, I'm always open to whatever. It depends on what it pays, right? So he asked me, what do you get paid right now? And I told him, and he was like, oh, man, we can pay you this. And I'm like, I'll start tomorrow. Or like, you don't got to tell me nothing. He's, yeah. like, he's like, all right. He's like, the only way this is going to work, though, is that you're supposed to have a design degree. He's like, but I'll talk to my people as long as we get it approved. You, we'll hire you, pay you what I told you, uh, as long as you go to school for a designer. And we'll pay <clears> for <throat> your school. And I said, easy, done. done. Easy. Just let me know. So then a week later, he calls me. He's like, everything's approved. We'll pay for your school. I was like, man, I'll, go, I'll sign up for school today. <laughs> right? And so we, we did. I said, hey, but all I ask is that I, can I give my company two weeks notice just out of respect, mm-hmm. you know, because I'd want to do that to you too. And he's like, I completely understand. I respect it. Go ahead. Yeah. So we did that. So the civil structure design group also did walk down. So they would check for uh, fireproofing, uh, uh, steel, um, and concrete. Mm-hmm. And so we would walk the, the whole entire plant, see where there's cracks, draw it up on paper, and then give it to the actual maintenance guys, designers that would actually feel it. Right? So all this was AutoCAD and stuff like that. And of course, I didn't know AutoCAD, but since I've been in photo video, it's very similar to Photoshop as far as tools go. Um, it's very similar to, as Photoshop as far as tools go. So the transition was easy. It just certain things did certain things differently, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I did that um, and it started off with a team of 16 and everybody on the team had more experience than me, had degrees, had everything. And then um, after about three years, they started cutting the team. Uh, and over the course of another year and a half, they cut it down to five people. And I was one of the last five people, right? And they're letting go of people with 10 years experience and degrees and all that stuff. But it was really just because of the way I worked. Right. Um, and then they said, hey, man, um, we're down to the wire. I can only keep two people, right? And I have to keep the two. But we're not making a cut for another month. You know, so I'm telling you, you need to try to find something. Let me know what you need. I'll give you a reference. Right. I just happened to look online uh, at the actual BP because the whole time I've been a contractor, just switching hats. I've been a contractor. Uh, And then BP as a whole had a position available in IT um, and uh, human resource, but IT. The guy that has the position open is the guy that I always help and he knows me and I talk to him so much. So I told him. He's like, bro, I'll hire you, but you have to change your degree from from uh, the civil structure design to HR. Wow. I was like, done. He's like, we'll still pay for the rest of your school. And I was like, wow. And I said, done. So we did that. So now I switched. And as I switched to HR, I was an actual BP employee, benefits, 401k, all that stuff. And at the same time, I gave them two weeks. They, let, they already told me they were going to let go. So from there, I was in HR for another five and a half years, right? The whole time I'm shooting weddings, I'm shooting quinceaneras, I'm shooting birthday parties, baptisms, all this stuff on the weekend. Everything. 
everything. I was just within reason. If they said, can you shoot it? I said, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, then I was to the point where I was telling my wife, I said, um, I'm dying in this cubicle. Like, mm-hmm. I feel alive when I'm out there. But in here, like, yes, it pays great. You know, we got benefits on this. And but then, I hate my life. But right I now. hate it, right? I'm really, yeah. I don't even want to get up. Like, if, if, I, if I had days off, I'd take them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, the only way that we, we need to, you know, get more busy, right? So I said, okay. So then I got busier. And I got to a point where I said, okay, we need to get a location. Um, I'll still keep the job, but we need to get a location because I'm meeting people at Starbucks and at restaurants trying to say, hey, let me shoot your wedding and showing you albums and all these different things. Location sells better than your yes, catalog. 100%. So yeah. I'm, I'm here trying to sh- tell you, let me shoot your wedding for three, or $4,000. And the guy next to us in Starbucks is watching House of Cards. <laughs> right? Like, it's just it's not feasible, right? Mm-hmm. You're giving me cash over the table when I'm hiding it like a drug deal and I'm barely counting to make sure it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally she said, okay, yeah, we need another spot. So we got a spot, which is where we are now. Um, and we started building it out. As we built it out, the initial plan was for that just to be our location where we were just going to rent out of and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, then it got to the point, I was like, okay, they need help. They need help at the studio. Somebody needs the studio while I'm at work. Somebody needs the thing while I'm at work. And then, so at that point, uh, my wife, Trisha, was, would go. She'd go and run the studio. She was so, while I was at work there, she was running there. But then it made it difficult because our kids were young. Mm-hmm. So she'd have to run to go pick them up from school. She'd have to go drop them off, take them to doctor's appointments, this and that. So it got to the point where I told her, hey, I, I think it's time, right? And since she's straight and narrow and she wants to make sure she has a cushion, she said, okay, look, um, you can quit, right? But I need to have a cushion. We need to have a cushion just in case something happens. And we have no choice but to rely on this cushion. We got to be able to pay our bills. We got to be able to eat. We gotta, I said, okay. So we came up with an we came up with an idea where it would be okay, and that was my goal from there on out. It's 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 crazy because when you consider all the hats you wore mm-hmm. in the BP atmosphere, the IT atmosphere, then you were doing structural sound, mm-hmm. whatever you know, you're doing all of these things, and everything that you learned on that side. Mm-hmm. benefited you where you are today Correct. you know and so just if you you i've really been thinking about you a lot right yeah. and so just just right. check this out right now okay. here's here's what's wow so bro like meg the stallion yeah <laughs> yeah power wall yeah the baby yep hard body chaotic yep. five six years Six years. You've been open for six years. Seven. Seven? We just made seven in June. Seven years. Yep. You go from nobody knows Jerry. Yep. To Johnny Dang knows Jerry. (laughs) Paul Wall sending happy birthday FaceTime calls. Yeah. Nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know we love Jesus. It just, that's crazy. Yeah. Like. It's so real. For sure. What is. How did how did how did you how do you do that? Um, Customer service check, you got it. You you you've already displayed that you care more about the product and the client. Yep. It's the client and giving that client the product. Correct. That's been in your DNA 
from jump because a lot of times people got this idea about hustle and and before we go into that most people look at hustle like oh you know team no sleep grind 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 like on what planet earth does is that considered hustling yeah that that doesn't even compute when you hear hustle and you've already given some insight for it but for yourself how are you personally defining i'm a hustler um honestly for me personally i think it's just my work ethic right and then my thought process right so i honestly would prefer to be um let's just use a scenario let's say that you were getting married and you said hey i want you to shoot my wedding uh, on saturday i'm like okay great let's shoot it i got you my, bring my team blah, blah blah i feel more alive i feel more enjoyment doing that than being at the club popping bottles or you know going to the showing off for people at, that yeah, ain't looking like like i like i enjoy having a good time with my wife obviously but um i don't i don't that stuff's not interesting to me like i would much rather you know help somebody build a wall or help somebody mm-hmm. you know um build a wall for them or shoot their wedding or shoot their engagement or um help them give them advice you know just that's more enjoyable to me than than spending money at the galleria or in a club or anything. you enjoy pouring into people correct yeah so so it's funny you say that um you say that um what I tell everybody that comes to our studio, whether you got a camera yesterday or you're Steven Spielberg, if you come in that door, everybody's VIP, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same respect, I treat everybody the same. So yeah. the guy that got a camera yesterday, I see him struggling with his client. I help him. I say, hey, look, this is, this is, you might want to put the light here because it'll give you a better image. You might want to do this. You might want to do this. But I tell him like to the side. So his client's not like, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's mm-hmm. doing. And he appreciates that, right? You're building relationship. I see it. I tell everybody that comes to that door, relationships are worth more than money. Yeah. I, I've been in locations. I've been in rooms that I have no business being in, right? Yeah. But all the relationships I have have put me there. Uh, I've shot certain things and certain, you know, everything commercial-wise that you would think, damn, man, he must be like, Amazon or something, but no, it's just relationships put me in places. Yeah. And relationships will say, hey, he's, I got a guy. He'll do it for you. When the phone calls start coming in, was uh, Paul Wall the first big name? Uh, No. <laughs> it's funny you say that too, because, um, so Megan was probably the biggest that came at first, right? Um, Actually, no, sorry, let me back up. Probably Stim Thug. Stim Thug was, was probably the first mm-hmm. one. And what was that like? Uh, hey, some thugs wants he calls hey, this, this so, is thugger. <laughs> so a lot of times at the very beginning what was happening, um, because we're barely open. So nobody really knows who I am or what I do. So at the time, it's other videographers, other directors, other cameramen that are saying, I know a dope spot we can go shoot at. Mm-hmm. And then they're calling me saying, Hey, Bro, I got to use your spot Wednesday. You're that dope your... spot that yeah. I can shoot at. <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. they're like, hey, I need to use your spot on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I got you. No problem. And then they just pay. And then occasionally they'll be like, man, I got Paul. I'm coming. He's coming. Paul. I'm, like, I'm okay. Cool. I got you. No worries. Yeah. So um, it's never uh, me knowing. I usually never know. When I first opened up, I never really knew who was coming until they got there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, unless they call me and they say it needs to be a closed set or we need to have security or we need to blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, why? Right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we've had all kinds of people here. What do we need that for? And uh, then they explain that what happens. But um, yeah. So it's it was well, the crazy part is like everybody's like, man, how do you do it? Like, and I tell them honestly, it's just treating people right. Because like the conversation me and you are having now, I have with Paul, I have with Megan, I've had with everybody that comes to the studio. Just a wait, pause. Yeah. You say their names like, like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, me and Megan, we just. <laughs> We was just out here eating a cheesesteak, just chilling, talking about life. Like, you well, say it. Well, you say it so. What's that feel like, bro? Well, to me, like I said, man, to me, they're just people. You know? like, yeah. It, him and her, they put their pants on the same way I do. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the craziest thing is not if you say that, a funny story is like, people have come into the studio, and like, so I'm old school, right? So I know like Biggie, I know Park, I know Bandos, mm-hmm. I know that. But like all the new cats, I don't know them. Yeah. So when they come in, you know, it's the I have a conversation with all of them. Just the basic conversation. It's never like, hey, give me a shout out on Instagram. It's none of that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just how you doing? What can I do? You want a water? I got you. No worries. Um, and a lot of times you, you can see because I'm pretty good at reading people's body language and, 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 and conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see they look at me and they, they're looking at me like you don't know who I am. Right. <laughs> And and I'm like I legitimately don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to front. Like I literally don't know who you are, but you're. I special. can still treat you like you but, is that. Yeah, but you're special, right? Yeah. And and so that helps people keep continuously come back, right? Yeah. And that, as big as Houston is, and as many celebrities and as many things as it is all over Houston, it's still a very small community. So, man, my question for you is this: How does it feel? Have you? Have you pondered the idea that you are on the pathway of being that iconic space in the city of Houston? So I have not, right? Um, and I think what's happened is that I, once we opened and I had no choice but to, to run the studio, that um, I just had my head down and just grinding, crying because there's so much on the line right for me that, that i have no choice so being doing that digging 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 i never pop my head up to see where we are mm-hmm. right uh and never took a step back and kind of like wow like, this is crazy i got bone bone thugs and harmony calling you know what i mean it's like like i i get text messages like you know tell your kids happy you know yeah. happy new year or whatever and it's like crazy man even even my wife you see my phone go off and it says Paul Wall or it says propane or Bumby or somebody and she's like, What the hell? And I'm like, I'm it's, I don't know. Like I said, How did we get here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um and that that happens when you treat people right. Mm-hmm. So you treat people respect, you treat people like they're people. Um and honestly the crazy thing is like as long as you've been open, I haven't had anybody be a diva in the studio. I haven't had nobody come through and say, I have to have all green grapes, right? Like, or all no Skittles or whatever. I hear Mariah Carey be doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you hear all that stuff. I guess we'll see. You know, we'll find out <laughs> when Beyonce wants to come in. Yeah. Here. So <laughs> so right now, uh, it's it, I have a I have a uh, bring 50 cents to the studio uh, little hashtag that I'm trying to do. So, yeah. Um, 
because I know he's in Houston now. Yeah, he lives here now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make that happen. But I, I gotta tell you, man, it. I would. I would say don't. What? Don't 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 try to make it happen. <laughs> and no, th- and the reason I say that is because you didn't do it with all the others. Yeah. Oh, that's true. They all organically because yeah, and and it's, it's crazy because sometimes people think people think like they want things that they see but they don't want to do the work to obtain. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not as though you personally you you didn't get into Dreamlight Productions because you wanted to be somebody. You you're doing this because this is what gives you life. You know, if you didn't have this, you would feel lost. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. this right here, this is why I get up. You know, and it could be whether you're a big star or a nobody star. I'm just happy to be here, watch to help you birth your ideas, yep. your thoughts, your visions. I, you enjoy being a part of that. You know, 100%. Like, um, uh, people ask me how it started sometimes, right? And I tell them the crazy thing is, we go, me and my wife and our family, we go camping once a year, right? At least once a year. Um, and one, and I've always been into cameras and I've always met that. And when I was growing up, I would always watch the behind the scenes, the mm-hmm. making of, how do you make Jaws, how do you make, you know, Star Wars, that stuff. So that was always more interesting to me than actual shoot, than actual uh, video. But one day I told her, I said, hey, I'm about, I bought this camcorder, the old school ones, a little handy cam with the screen that pops out to the side. Mm-hmm. I bought one of those and I said, hey, I'm going to record a little video that I think is cool for our camp, right? I'm just put together and cool. She's like, all right, cool. So we did it. And then someone was like, hey, this is pretty dope. And I was like, thanks. And I was like, can you shoot my son's baptism? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll do it. And then someone was like, hey, that's pretty dope. Can you shoot my daughter's first birthday? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I kept doing it, kept doing it. Eventually, someone was like, hey, these are pretty dope. How much do you charge? Yeah. And I said, shit, I have no idea. I've never charged anybody. <laughs> right? And I was like, $50? And, <laughs> and wait, wait, bro. Wait, you got to understand, man. You got to understand because, right, uh, we both in entertainment. I'm just now on the side of learning the behind. Mm-hmm. But, and, but I'm in front guy. And... I've been in this business 13 years, and it's it's amazing to me that these people ha- think that they're just supposed to get paid. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm doing this, so you're mm-hmm. supposed to pay me. Yep. You know, you you know, I'm supposed to make this amount of money, and, and you don't even know what you're doing. Yep. And myself, like when I used to tell people, I used to get my auditions off Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I know what it feels like mm-hmm. to do. I don't know what kind of job this is. I just want to act. So yeah. if if this is the opportunity that is going to help me learn how to build my craft, then I'm going to do it. Because on when you're trying to get somewhere, and if you focused on money, you ain't going to never get there. Nope. Because there ain't no money in entertainment. Yep. Like, people people think there's money here. Yes, they, they see the top 1%. Yeah. They think, well, I want to be a millionaire. Like, that's, not it, that's not how it works. You don't need you. You can't manage your ten dollars. Yep. What make you think you can manage that over there? Yeah, you know. Yep. And so I think it's it's crazy to to go from when I hear your story. I I think mine's crazy too. But 
yours is the right now. Yeah. Like to go from, yeah, man, I was, I was going to record anybody and anything and I was going to make it great. It was going to be top tier yep. Jerry Brockheimer. Yeah. <laughs> and I got him for no dollars. Just yep. thank you for allowing me to play yep. in the sandbox. Yeah. And to the point to where <laughs> making this, you, you talk about Meg Thee and Bum B like them your peoples. Y'all was eating pancakes and sausage. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, how how does how does how does this um go with the family? So oh I didn't even finish the uh, not I'm glad you said that. So let me go back to where I was just about to get to when I was talking to my wife about needing to quit. Mm. Um, she's like okay fine but we need a cushion, and I said okay cool. Like my goal is to hit that cushion. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. If I have to if I have to shoot for a discount, if I have to shoot multiple shoots. I'm going to get there. So, and at that time, something always happened, right? Mm -hmm. uh, new tires, uh, car broke down, like you name it. Always. Everything, like the, the washer and dryer went out. The, the you got a hangnail. Yeah, like you name it, whatever funds were being put away were having to be used to fix something in the house or somebody else needed to borrow money or whatever the case may be. So um, all of this is possible only because of God, right? Um, it came to a point where I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. Well, one day I get up to go to work and I actually told my wife, I don't want to go to work. This is like, let's just stay home. And she said, you know what? Go to work today. Um, save this because we had uh, like personal days. So you'll save your personal day for a day that the kids are off and we can do something with it. And I said, okay, that's, that's something. Yeah. So I went to work. I went to work and uh, I've been there for 14 years and I've been in HR, so I know the rules, right? Mm -hmm. I get there and uh, the head HR guy and the man, my manager's there and all that stuff. And as soon as I badge in, they said, we need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, cool. I already knew what was going to happen, right? And so they took me to a room and there's like another table full of like four different HR head reps. Oh boy! And they said, "Hey Jerry, um, they go, uh, hey Jerry, um, we love everything you do. Because today we're eliminating twenty five positions, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, one of your positions, one of them is your position. We have to eliminate today." And I said, "Okay, no problem." I said, uh, "What do I need to do?" He's like, "But because we're eliminating the position, you're not getting fired, and it's not your fault. We're gonna pay because in in oil and gas, they would give you a bonus every year." So I said, we're going to pay you. She said, we're going to pay you out your bonus because the year hadn't finished yet. So we're going to pay out your bonus. Uh, we're going to pay out your vacation. I hadn't taken any vacation because of the fact that uh, it, we were saving it, right? So mm -hmm. we're going to pay out your vacation. Uh, and then we're going to give you a severance package, right? The severance package is going to be for every year you work here, right? Mm. So mm. I got a severance package for 14 years, right? Um, on top of my bonus plus the... Uh, vacation plus every like all these other little minor things right they weren't as big so i was like there's my cushion mm -hmm. there's the cushion i needed so i go and i call i call my wife so i was i had i gave my stuff and the security gonna walk me out and but i knew everybody the security was like, man i gotta walk you out don't worry about it bro. i already know the deal you don't have to worry i'm not gonna cause a scene or nothing like that i'm i'm gone he's like okay man i wish you all the best you know blah blah hope hope because at that time i had my vehicle wrapped Mm -hmm. So he's like, man, I hope the, the business takes off for you. I said, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So I leave. Call my wife. I said, hey, 
I'm on my way home. She's like, oh, okay, well, what happened? He's like, why, why are you coming home? I thought you went to work. Said, yeah, well, they let me go. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, okay, cool. Um, You know, just we'll, 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 when you go tomorrow, you can pick whatever. And I was like, no, no. Like, they let me go. Like, I'm done. And she, like, she started crying. She was upset. And I was like, wait, wait. And she There's like, more. Yeah. She was like hysterical, right? Because she was like, we need the job. We need this. I said, wait. And then, then I told her everything. Yeah. And I said, I see that. And we were like, man. That's God, right? So, um, I think I think you're you you're the first person mm-hmm. I spoke to that's in the arts, mm-hmm. and there's a similarity here too because I was working really hard trying to do these auditions. I'm traveling all over the place mm-hmm. while in education, tr- doing these auditions, not booking. I booked my first job when I told my wife, me and education is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then everybody goes, August comes, no more, no more paychecks. You're going to get the paychecks yeah. over the summer, right? No <laughs> yeah. more paychecks. But uh, right when that paycheck ended, that's when I booked my first job. Right. While you were listening to your wife, yep. and you know, our wives are our mamas. <laughs> Doing what your mama told you, get get your butt up, go to work. But the fact that you had enough uh, within your marriage, there is enough understanding and safety when your wife comes and says, listen, I need you to do this, this, and this. And you're like, all right, cool. And you did it. You went to work. And while the enemy kept trying to stop you, your cushion kept eating that up because you're trying to do the right thing, right? Because the... A lot of times, I think people can blame it on the devil. You blame it on whatever you want. I, I think it's a lot of things. But one thing I do, I do believe in this. When you are actively, when you decide to be an active component in changing the narrative of your life, mm-hmm. that warfare that takes place is fighting against you. Yep. 100%. And while you're like, okay, cool, we're going to save up our money. Okay, fine. Now I got to change the tire. It seems yep. like everything falls apart yep. when you want to change the story. And so because you're trusting, you listen to the wife. If it, who knows what would have happened if you didn't go to work that day? That's, that's, we talked about that, right? <laughs> they would, they, what, if, what if I wouldn't have done it? What if I would have called in? Right? Would they have not given me the bonus? Or something like that? Mm-hmm. Because all of them, they were going down the line. Right? It ain't like, and it's not like the energy. The energy was off before you went to work. Yep. As soon as I woke up. Yeah. like I mean, even before that, even before that moment, right? When there's layoffs and things and, and people, there's the energy at work. It could be bad, but now it's really bad. Yep. You know, and and if you wouldn't have went to work, they would have been like, uh, he 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 mad now too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't got I don't gotta be loyal to him yeah, no more. I'm glad we're getting rid of him, you know? Yeah. So it's like it it all worked out at the end for that portion. Yeah. Yeah. How does your family feel about knowing like like, are your kids aware of the 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 Megan the Stein and Paul Walls, the hard bodies? Um, like, yeah, yeah. So, so how so, they deal with that? Um, they think it's pretty cool. They're like, oh man, my dad saw so and so. That is dope now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of cool now. He, he wasn't cool, but now <laughs> he used to be cool. a cornball. But actually, well, it's funny you say that. Like, so one time, because uh, I have to stay at the studio and help them, right? Because I'm providing a service, whatever. 
But there's a time when um, B King was really, really popping, and he came by the studio, and I've known him for a while. And hey, bro, you got the best further studio because he lives like way north side, right? Yeah. So we're just BSing or whatever, and then I, I leave, and I was like, all right, bro, if you need something, just I'll be back. So I go home to eat because, you know, she said, cook, and we're here. And then they're like, Dad, who's at the studio, right? And I said, oh, just speaking. And they're like, oh, I got it. Because at that time, I forgot I forgot what song he was popping on TikTok for. Um, it, was one, it, yeah. it was one of those songs. I forgot what it was. But at that time, it was big on TikTok. And mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how they knew him, right? Not because of all the other Take us to work. That's exactly what they said. They said, Dad, I want to meet him. And I was like, oh, because, you know, his content is not really ideal for young mm-hmm. kids, right? And I was like, you know what? He's, I mean, he's cool people. I mean, yeah, he makes content like that. But overall, he's cool people. So I said, all right, that's cool. Let's go. And so I packed them all up and I took them in the car. And I was like, hey, man, my kids want to meet you. He's like, oh, of course. And he's real nice. He's super he's super humble and nice. So he takes a photo with them and that. And before we even got outside, they were already making a TikTok of uh, the game they got to meet Beat King and Love Godzilla and all this other stuff, right? So we were laughing, but the, um, that's when I realized that, well, I knew beforehand, but it kind of hit home whenever you say, um, having a kid smile, right? Doing whatever it takes for them to smile. Right? Yeah. Because like, ideally, you know, people are like, well, how would you let me meet Beat King? Because, you know, he's raunchy and he talks about stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but that's just the show, right? Like, yeah, if you know him as a person, like he's a, he's a really down to earth cool person. Um, how do you balance? How do you balance your career and what you do, and being married? It's very hard, very hard. So, um, but communication is key, right? Mm-hmm. Communication is the main thing, right? Say, hey, I got to the studio today. Hey, man, I'm out of the studio, you know, and let him know. Say, hey, I got I got to do this. I'm gonna get the kids today, you know. I gotta I gotta try to you know get off so that we can go to the doctor. So. I think communication is the biggest key to the whole thing. Letting her know because she's aware that I have to work, right? We have no work. I don't have a plan. Yeah. So I have to work. But at the same time, I don't want to take away. I can't take my money with me, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to take away memories or, or neglect my family or kids just for money. Right? Because so, uh, I can make money for him. I can do it stuff. Mm hmm. Those memories, and those things that, that uh, for the kids and for the family that uh, are you can't put a dollar on. So for sure, I think the communication is the biggest thing, right? And then of course, you know, she helps out the studio too, right? She'll, she'll cover the studio and she does paperwork on the back end, and she does she does a lot of stuff that I tell everybody. So everybody says, "Jerry, Dreamlight, Jerry, Dreamlight, Jerry, Dreamlight, you're the face." I'm only the face because I have to, right? I don't really. Mm-hmm. I take photos with celebrities just because people tell me. Yeah, you, you need to take photos. With I mean, it's good marketing, brother. That's what it comes down to. It's right? good marketing. Like, you need to take you, like all these people on your phone. You need to take photos with them because other people want to come to your studio just because of them, mm-hmm. right? Or you get gigs just because of them. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense, right? But you know, so I'll, I'll do that type of stuff. Yeah. But overall, man, it's just it's just work. Yeah. I enjoy doing it so. I could be at the studio from open to close. Look, man, the uh, the bottom line is this. We all have dreams. We all have desires. But do we have the courage 
to go after the things that are in our heart? Do we have the courage to want to endure the struggles, the learning curves, the things that we have to overcome to bring those dreams to fruition? If you trust in God and you trust in the things that he has for your life and you gamble on the faith that he asks you to have, chances are you might not be lost. Peace.